Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, how's it going today? It's going great today. We got a guest. Special guest, yeah. yeah. In the podcast, we got Riley Wright, the steak princess. That's right. The <laughs> steak princess. Miss Riley, how are you today? Good. How are y'all? We are fantastic. Shell's we're fresh back from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You got your Atlanta gear, your Atlanta Braves gear on. <laughs> I tell you, I didn't realize I was all geared up until I was like, looked in the mirror. I was like, I got the hat, the shirt, the whole nine Everything. Yards. You got yeah. the socks, you got Braves socks on. <laughs> Riley, you're from close to Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. You ever get to go any games? We've gone to a few, but not yeah, many recently. Uh, oh, yeah, man. We, we had a blast over there last weekend. Have you been at the new stadium? Yes, ma'am. The new stadium is awesome. It yeah. looks really good. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Uh, I think all stadiums should model what themselves. Atlanta has yeah. going on. Well, it's all right there. You got your shops, your restaurants, hotel. Yeah, hotel. It's all right there. It's very safe, very clean, very nice. It's it's great. Great little family. Once you, the worst yeah. part's Atlanta traffic. Once you get to the ballpark, you don't have to leave. Yeah, it's like everything's there. Yeah, we we played arcade games. We <laughs> you know they had movies we could have gone to. They had escape rooms. They had a lot of stuff going. Yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. It was like a park, too, because people just kind of brought their dogs out there and hung out. <laughs> yeah. They had a little live stage. Cooper Allen, was that his name, Tyler? Yep, Cooper Allen. He he performed there. Yeah. And um, then he also sang a song like Seventh in a Stretch. He did America. And uh, Michael got an autograph. <laughs> he was hoping to get an autograph from an actual uh, baseball player. And he was he, down. He was like, he was I'm gonna, sad I'm, when yeah. that didn't happen. But then he got an autograph from. Uh, he was like, this is better than a baseball player right <laughs> yeah. here. This, guy, this guy's got three million. He's got more than you on TikTok, Dad. He's got three million followers. So I was like, well, okay. He does some pretty good mashups. I guess he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> before, we, no, he's um, before we dive in and start asking Riley a whole bunch of questions, I wanted to talk about you did. You finally did the smoke cream cheese. Yes. This is one you got to try, Riley. Have you seen it on TikTok that people take the block of cream cheese and season it with rub and then smoke it? Yes, sir. You get it good and hot? Well, they do it and just use it as dip right then. I took it a step further and made uh, jam up bacon jam. And Tyler was there recording. Was that the first time you tried bacon jam like that? Yes, and it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You just take a pack of thin cut the cheap bacon and you chop it up kind of into little pieces, like lardons would be the proper term, I think. (laughs) And then you fry that off, and you take some of the bacon grease, save the bacon grease, but leave about a tablespoon of it in the pan, throw some thinly sliced onion. What You sliced up those onions for me. Uh, Was it two small, two regular-sized onions, I'd say? Yeah, yeah. On a mandolin, just thin, and we threw those in that bacon grease, hit them with some brown sugar and some balsamic vinegar, and you just caramelize them. You cook them until they turn to candy. And I think I added just a little bit of water here and there to make sure I still had some moisture so it sweat them down. And it took probably about, what, 45, 30, 45 minutes to make the jam. And it was still kind of warm. I just put it at the very end. You put the bacon pieces back in. You mix it all together, and you put it in a jar. And it's great, like on burger toppings, if you make little sliders or anything. I like just, it on brats. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really good on brats. But I put it all over the top of those cream cheese blocks that I smoked with, and I took the bacon grease that was left over that I reserved and brushed the outside of those cream cheese blocks with yeah, before it. Before you it, ever cooked it, yeah, and then seasoned it. it with rub so it would stick. So it already had like this bacony barbecuey flavor on the outside of the cream cheese, and when you put the bacon jam over it. You just drug a Frito scoop through it. It was amazing. You forgot about the Captain Rodney's. You oh, and I drizzled Captain Rodney's yeah. book, book and glaze over the top. So this is like an appetizer that's out there. But man, it was delicious. If you hadn't tried that, you got to try it. Yeah, make Sounds it for your great. mom and dad. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Russell will love it. I promise you. It wasn't the prettiest dish you've ever done, yeah. but it was. Well, I, you I were thinking that like it'd be good all just. Mixed up together yeah. once the cream cheese got hot. I could see that too. And then topping it with the Captain Rodney's. Yeah. yeah. But I'd never, I don't know why, and why it took me watching TikTok to see somebody that heat up a block of cream cheese like that. That's the only way to eat cream cheese. Because, <laughs> you know, we always did, like, that's just an old school Southern dip. 
one block of room temp cream cheese with pepper jelly over it or Captain Rodney's over it. Then the friend that can't cook brings that. Brings that. Yeah. 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 That's that's just a tradition. But throwing it, you can do it in the oven. You don't have to do it on the smoker. Now it's probably better on the grill or smoker. And it took like some people were saying they cooked it like three hours at two fifty. Don't do it that long. It took like maybe an hour and twenty, hour and thirty tops at two seventy five. Could you imagine that on a bagel? Oh like man, spread yeah. it on Dude, a bagel. That would be good. With yeah. some of that everything seasoning. I'm talking about breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with some smoke. That would still be, yeah. Even with the bacon jam, that would go for breakfast too. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, it would. Yeah. I'm I'm not eating cream cheese any other way now than, than warmed up like that in a cast iron skillet. I expected it, I fully expected it to melt out and like fill the skillet. You know, you think you put cheese in there, it's gonna the cream cheese holds its form. Yeah, it did. So it gets kind of like this little crusty layer on the outside. It's not hard, but it's enough to hold it to where inside is just gooey. And it looks like it's not hot. Like, I was like, I hope this is hot enough to, man, you touch it and it's like lava. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, though. We had Matt from Vitronox swing by. He dropped off oh. a... Uh, he, brought me, he brought me a few things, but this was the highlight of them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a highlight because I can eat one of them. I'm going to talk about that <laughs> in a minute. But if you can see it on camera here... This is a whole uh, custom Swiss modern Victorinox knife set, and it has, it looks like six pieces and the block. So you get several knives there, five knives and a, and a fork and the block. And it's like, I looked it up, it's like a $500 set, but he donated it to Palmer Home. So for us to auction off, and we're going to figure out how we're going to do that. Palmer Home does a lot of silent auctions. Yeah. So we may give it to them to to put in their next uh, silent auction because I know they'll be doing one with sunflowers and shotguns, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, we're going to figure out a way for that. Somebody's going to take that knife set home. It's a knife Some kind of way. We, we, he just popped that in on me today. But the other thing he brought that I found was interesting, and, and he he met this, this um, you know our buddy uh, Danny, Danny Beck up in Chicago that's got a couple restaurants? Mm-hmm. Well, a guy that works for him come up with this. This is brand I've never seen it before, but it's called steak chips. So it's dehydrated. It's like steak jerky. It's like it. I guarantee you, what happened? <laughs> what had happened was he left the jerky on the pit too long, and he got the flavor. Well, he must have perfected it because these are like super thin bites of steak that have been. De- it's all steak flavored like jerky. This is a gochu bang play on gochu sauce. But uh, so I'm gonna open and try it. Yeah, this one does. But let's see. You can. I don't know if y'all can see You've this. Already but tried it. I've, oh yeah, I already it. tried it. I, that's what I want. This it's a Dorito shape right here. It's it. Thin <laughs> beef. It's thinly, super thinly sliced. And I want y'all to hear this. You wanna try one, Riley? Sure. It crunches like a potato chip, but oh, it's God. all beef. What do you think, Shell? And it's spicy. Tyler, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so does it have a that's Can you really see good. why they would call it a, a chip, a steak chip? Is it keto friendly? Heck yeah! <laughs> now I don't know what's in the marinade. I yeah. guess the marinade's what would get you on the keto version stuff. Ooh. It's got a spice to it. Y'all like spice? Y'all like spice? Kinda. So, uh, <laughs> you might need some drink out of this. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. The first one I tried was like a Szechuan. It wasn't as spicy. It's got a good flavor. Mm-hmm. It is really good. It's spicy. There's no information on it other than. What does it say? Tony B steak chips? I like that. It says the future of snacking. So, Matt, tell me where you get them. You got to go to his Instagram, Tony B's. Look up steak chips, I guess. And and it, when I Googled steak chips, it, his Instagram page popped up. And it says on there to order, just DM him. So it's, <laughs> this is, this is straight new. up. Yeah. It's brand new. <laughs> it's cottage. as yeah. it gets. Yeah. But they're pretty good. I'm guessing he's going to bring it to market some kind of way, but that's a new product. New product alert. New steak product chips. Alert. I'm going to be trying those. I think he cooked them on an old hickory. Those are good. Matt thinks that what happened was he he might have had a good night, put his jerky on, had too good a night, you know. Libations got deep or something, left it on. The next day you go back and it's overly dehydrated. It's good. But what it turned think, it Riley? in. They're spicy, but they're pretty good. Spicy. The texture. Do you need to get a water? <laughs> you want to go grab one real quick? Yeah. All right, we'll take a time out. Yeah. So after we've watered up because <laughs> the, <laughs> the jerky chips were hot, you okay, Riley? Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for coming yeah. in uh, talking to us today. Thank you all for having me. So, Mount, how did well, how did you first meet Riley? I met Riley's parents, uh, Russell and Karen, the right on cue. Um, back when we were we were doing a barbecue class, man, it's probably been. I bet it's been five or six years, Riley. Hadn't it? Has it been that long? Probably. Probably. I don't know if you were into cooking back then, were you? You were probably still, Not really. still too young. <laughs> yeah, but they came to one of our classes where we were doing uh, KCBS and the MBN classes, and Russell uh, competed in the barbecue circuit. A lot of lot of uh, FBAs, I guess it was GBA contest over in, being in Georgia. And he was in KCBS, and they're a really good team. So they were one of the – after we became friends, they were one of the first teams, I think, that we sponsored as a you know business. Yeah. Was, was right on cue over in Georgia. And so we, we've known you all – I've known you since you was a kid, you know. <laughs> but um, you got into cooking, right? And that and so you, I guess your dad uh, is kind of taking a pause and, and letting you go cook, right? Yes, yeah, sir. He's kind of stepped back this year yeah. to let me yeah. do some more stuff. He's a great. He's a, he's a good steak cook too. He's yeah. killed it uh, recently. So, so you've been tearing it up out there on the competition circuit. Yeah, it's been a good year, right? Yes, sir. When was when was your very first SCA contest? Do you remember? June of two thousand eighteen. I okay. think. Okay, so you, this is okay. the, this is oh you've going on what season three, season four? Yes, sir. That's awesome. How old right were there. you when you cooked the first one? Eleven. 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 Yeah. And they made a Riley rule, right? The SEA came up with a Riley rule. <laughs> where you couldn't back then, I don't guess you could cook under your own name, right? No, so you had to be eighteen to cook and then they lowered it to sixteen and then just like last year they lowered it to thirteen. Thirteen. Well that's good. And so that now, was but, the Riley rule, the thirteen, yeah. Yeah. But now you're fully fledged, can cook on your own, don't need any grown ups <laughs> help, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You've also been doing the ancillaries. That's been your Real strong, so you're in the top ten in the ancillaries in the country, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm tied for fifth right now. Tied for fifth. That's that awesome. amazing. So that's pretty impressive, you know, just being in the top ten. But being in the top ten and being fourteen, that's yes, really ma'am. impressive. Yeah, because yeah. you're cooking against all the grown folks, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I would imagine yeah, you're the probably the youngest there. person consistently, uh, you know, out there competing and winning in the SCA. I would think. For Ancelay's, recently I have been, but there's been a lot more kids doing it recently, a yeah. lot more teenagers. Yeah. Which is great. That's awesome. Um, well, so for people that don't know what ancillary contests are, can you tell us a little bit about ancillary contest? Um, So it's basically like the extra add-on to a competition, and it can either be dessert, appetizer. Like this weekend is taco and watermelon. So there's all kinds of oh, that's different things. Yeah. Do you, have, you, have you done water? What are you doing, watermelon? Have you done a watermelon contest before? I have. I've done watermelon once, and I didn't think I was going to do too well because watermelon is just so hard to get into recipes being so watery. So we yeah. figured out something that would really work, and I ended up winning it. So awesome! Are you going to repeat the same recipe? I'm not going to ask you to share your recipe, but yes, ma'am. You're going to repeat what one? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Was it? Was it more? Tell me this. Was it more dessert or more like grilled watermelon? It was more of a dessert. Okay, because I've seen them. Have y'all seen them do that? Whole watermelon, where it's like an imitation. Uh, what do they call it? I guess it's imitation barbecue, but they peel it all off, and it yeah. looks like a football. And it, they season it up, and they put it on the smoker or whatever, and they slice it. It's supposed to be like like meat. <laughs> it's imitation, you know. I've seen it grilled. I've I, never, I've never it tried smoked. it. I've had grilled watermelon. It's pretty good. It is good. I think Jello shot. If I'm doing a watermelon <laughs> contest with like six watermelon Jello shots. <laughs> Top them with a little whipped cream and an extra little shot of whipped vodka. There you go. You can't yeah. lose. Can't lose. <laughs> How did you get started grilling and cooking? Um, I always watched my dad grilling growing up, so he was always just one I followed around, especially going to barbecue competitions and. I have been begging for a big green egg since I was four. And my parents just thought, oh, your dad has one. You're not, you're not serious about it. We're not going to get you one. And after seeing it on my Christmas list for like four or five years in a row, they finally gave in and got me one for eight. So ever since then, it's just kind of built from there. What kind of green egg, green egg did they give you? Like the mini or did they give you a big one? They gave me the small. The small. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. What made you want the big green egg? Was it just the name big green egg was cool to you? <laughs> I don't know if it was like the color or if it was just because I saw yeah. my dad kicking on it. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. You still have it? Yes, sir. Really. How many grills do you have currently right now? 
they're yours. Seven or eight, I think. I didn't have that. When I was a fourteen. I, I have two, <laughs> and those aren't like your dad's. Those are yours, right? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Which one's your favorite? Oh, is that a tough question? Because I get is. that all the time. If you only pick one, I really don't know because they're all used for different things. Exactly. So it's kind of it's kind of hard just to choose one. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. That's a, that's a good answer. It's more to it's more fair to me to ask like, what's your favorite one to cook a steak on, or what's your favorite one to cook a butt on? You know, because they're so different. Yeah. yeah. How many do you usually take to a contest? Because if you're doing a steak contest and you're doing ancillaries, I'm assuming you're going to use a couple grills. Usually, I take. Two, I usually have the pellet and a charcoal grill, either the PK, the C4, or the hasty bake. So it's either one, like one or two. Which pellet grill do you, are you cooking on? Um, It's either a Rectech or a Grilla Grill. Okay, cool. Oh, I love those Grillas. The little chimp one's awesome. It'd yes, be awesome sir. for ancillary cooking, too. Well, how did Steak Princess start? Because you were cooking with your dad and your mom on right on cue. Yes, ma'am. So how did Steak Princess evolve? Um, when we were down in Florida, because that's where most of our competitions were, um, the rep out there, it just kind of caught on after I started going up so frequently being so young. Yeah. He just started calling me Steak Princess. And ever since then, it just caught on. And then for, it was either 2018 or 2019 for Christmas, my parents got me my own logo. <laughs> oh, that was cool. So that's kind of how the the brand that. started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a logo for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> because you know we've we've kind of seen you evolve from you know first having your logo and then coming around and getting your rubs and everything like that so it's been fun to watch you grow over the years you Thank know you. and grow that brand yeah did you know you wanted to develop that brand when you first started or were you just wanting to cook I was really just wanting to cook and we had a friend come to us and he was like, you're starting to get bigger out there. So you need to start create, you can just create a bigger name for yourself and come up with some rubs. So once COVID hit, I just started working on them, trying to play with different ones. And I figured out a beef rub and a sweet rub would, they're just some that you could frequently use. Like whether it's backyard cooks, whether it's competition cooks, you can just use it a lot. So it just kind of built on from there. That's great. So you developed all, how long did it take to develop? I know, I know my process is, it takes years sometimes to come up with a good rub recipe. Did it take you a long time to get the flavors you wanted? It took about six or seven months, I think, for me to finally be able to figure out my final recipe. Yeah. And then the process of getting it bottled and labeled and all that starts. Yes, Because <laughs> yeah. that's that, a whole that other stressful. process. Because <laughs> for some reason, they don't match the, they don't make the recipe the same as from what I've found. Not at all. <laughs> well, so I know you're going out and competing and everything. Do people ask you all the time, are you the one doing all the cooking? Or do they assume that somebody's helping you because of your age? A lot of people come to me and are like, do your parents do it all for you? And I'm kind of like, no, no, sir, no, ma'am. Like, I do. I do do it myself. And I'll tell them, you can come watch me do it if you really want to see it. And they'll come watch me, and they're like, oh, my gosh, she really does do it all herself. I I know I've been to contests, and I've seen people standing around like they're keeping an eye on you to make sure. (laughs) Like they think you're cheating or something, you know. But it's always like there's a little mini crowd around keeping an eye on you. And, and you know. (laughs) It's unique that you know, we've got someone so young that's doing so well and yeah. and they can do it all by themselves. But I think it's great. I've always been about getting our kids involved. Our son, Michael, you know, he, he loves to cook too, and, and he watches what you do. He's a fan, and, every, and it, it, I think it's so cool that, that kids want to get involved with it and kind of you know do what their parents are doing and have fun, and they see that they can be successful at it. Yes, sir. And, and she's, you know, you're developing a brand and selling rubs. I mean, that's that's awesome. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so when you do your ancillaries and stuff, are those all your own recipes or is it kind of like y'all collaborate? Not always. Like some recipes we've gotten from y'all based off y'all's videos. And then we just tweak it a little bit to have like to be able to fit six in a box or yeah. Diva Q's recipes or even just random recipes off Google. But some of them are family recipes that we have like just tweaked to come up with some for to fit in a box. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite ancillary contest to enter? Oh, that's a hard one. I would probably have to say dessert just because I'm a really big sweet fan. Yeah. And it's like, it's a wide open range, but it's also very narrow when it comes down to it at certain points. What's your go-to dessert recipe? Um, usually a bread pudding. Bread pudding. 
Have you ever made that white chocolate bread pudding? That's the bread pudding <laughs> recipe. <laughs> that one, if that don't win something, I don't know what would. It is so good. That you know, dessert. I've never. I think you've always entered the dessert for yeah. us. It's something that's to me. It's hard. It is because there's so. Many, I mean, I love judging dessert categories, but when you judge them, they're all, they're all good. So it's so hard to set yourself apart and to you know to get a to get a top call in dessert. Man, and so many one eighties and perfect scores given, and it's just tough. One thing that you and your mom do really really well is the uh, putting the dessert in the box and making it look. Very, very pretty. That's where I kind of struggle because that's just not my forte, yeah. but y'all are really good at it. We used to really struggle with that because we're not like the fancy type or anything. Yeah. We're like paper plates, plastic <laughs> forts. Like that's our that's our go-to. But Amazon has been our best friend when it comes to Aunt Larry's. <laughs> oh, is that where you get all of your little serving dishes and utensils and yes, all that? Yes, Amazon on? and Party City. Yeah, yeah. So what's the rules with SEA Ancillary? You can turn in... It can be uneditable in the box. You can turn in any decorations. What's what's those type of rules? The garnish has to be edible, but plates and forks are allowed. And like if it's anything on a stick, you are allowed to have like the stick in there, even though it's not edible. But the garnish in the bottom of the box, it does have to be edible. Okay. So, but you can have a little spoon, like a little serving spoon, appetizer spoon, or whatever, yes, or whatever. Yeah. Y'all have like a supply of them at home you practice with. <laughs> like <and stuff>. yeah. <laughs> we have like a big old box of ancillary stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, so as far as pre- presentation goes, do you do all that yourself or do you get a little help on presentation? I do get a little help, especially I get help. for mom. I get help on presentation. Because I am so bad with presentation. Yeah. That's my hardest thing about competition barbecue. And Waylon and Rochelle are usually the people that are, you know, putting the stuff and getting the box ready. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, it's so meticulous. And you want everything perfect in these big old hands. You know, <laughs> I can cook, but as far as getting it perfect in the box, it's not what I'm the best at. Yeah. So I think, and I know how challenging that can be. And you're judged because you're judged on that appearance. So it's got to be perfect. That's what you want. Yeah. So I'm going to find out about your steak process. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah, you let's go talk up steaks. There, yeah, let's talk steaks. Steak so. princess has got to know steaks. <laughs> so when you go to a contest and you're selecting your steaks, what are you what are you looking for? I look for a try heart, which is basically I don't know like the professional name for it or yeah. anything, but it's basically just a steak with like three little muscles in it that makes it look almost like a heart kind of. And that's the steak I always go for because it's always more tender than a spinalis steak. And it doesn't usually have as much silver skin in it either. So that way you're not having to cut out and like try and put it back together and so that way it doesn't fall apart. That's a good tip. That's kind of that those try heart steaks come from the front part. Yeah. Correct? Closer to the shoulder part yeah. of the ribeye. And it's just the spinalis is bigger than that. So it's got that big nice tender spinalis. Which that's what you want the judges eating. Yes, and like you said, it's got the little heart, the little muscle, and then the eye is a little bit, you know, a little bit bigger, but it's not as pronounced as just a straight spinalis steak. And you still have a good appearance side for it too, because it's never over the top with a spinalis or too too little spinalis or anything. Yeah, so it's always real good balance. I, you know, and that's one thing when I was cooking steaks, I like usually the second go, it's hard to get one. First go, it you is. can usually find one if you take your time and look at the table. And you don't get very long. What do they give us? A, 30 seconds? Yeah, 30 seconds or yeah. something like that. But the second go, usually you have to end up with just a regular, what I call a regular spinal steak. steak. So do you cook two steaks? Not usually because I'm always, I always cook, I always cook one for my turn in, but I always like having that backup one right there with me just in case because I'm like, what if I drop it? I don't want to turn it into the judges if I drop it. What if I mess up on this? I don't want to turn it in. So I always have that one back up if I need it. But if I don't need it, I take it home and practice with it during the week. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, so you don't always prep too when you're prepping? Sometimes I do. If I have a tryhard and a spinalis, I usually don't prep the spinalis because there's no point in using it because it won't have the same internal temperature as a spinalis mm-hmm. would. Yeah. So, are you look, looking to? Sorry, go ahead. No, no you can ask your question. Uh, I got some more though. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get some tips here. Do you look to go in kind of towards the beginning of the window, or do you shoot for kind of the middle end? Do you have a theory with that? Not really. I mean, I try for beginning, but not like first one to turn in because yeah. I just don't want to be that first one because I don't want to like mess up on a girl mark and they're like, oh, we'll probably see better later or something. So I always try to go like 
about middle of the turn and maybe a little higher than middle. Yeah, a little before middle. We have different theories that we've always tested out. You always like to go early, don't you? Yeah, I kind of like to go early because I, like, I like to be close to the last. Yeah, he likes to be at the end. <laughs> that way yeah. I can overload them with flavor and they've already got their palate. You know, they've been staked out. So if I get a little saltier, I feel like I got a little edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you do your steak, you season your steaks more in a steak contest than you would at home? Probably. I'm really bad at over seasoning. That's like my worst thing is I always overseason because I get really distracted really easily. So I'll like be talking and I'm like, oh, wait, I've been seasoning this for like five minutes. I got to stop now. It's like, stop putting it to it. So without giving out too many of your secrets, do you want to talk about the seat? Can you talk about how you season or go about once you get the steak and you got it trimmed? What do you, what do you do to get it ready to go to the grill? Um, as soon as I trim the steaks, I usually marinate it for about, eight to ten minutes in Wicked Pig, and then once I get those out, I dry them off, and then I season it with some spicy white lightning, and then some DB-180, and then my beef rub. Okay, so you're doing the layerology on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what those Arkansas folks say. Layerology? <laughs> layerology, yeah. Do you sweat them in, or do you just put them on and let them sit? I put them on, and depending on how hot it is outside, I'll put them in the cooler for about an hour, and then I'll take them out before because I don't want them. I don't want to put them on this grill cold, so I always let them sit out for an hour or two. Are you a tire or are you a, skew, a toothpick skewer? I tie it, and then I usually put like one to two skewers. Yeah, in. okay, just to kind of keep it from coming apart and hold it, hold it, keep them curling up. I guess. Yes, sir. Nothing wrong with that. I started doing the toothpicks around the outer edge to keep the. Keep the string from moving. Like if you alternate them, you know how oh, to keep it. From, oh, yeah. You can go one over and one under, okay. and it kind of weaves it around, and it won't let, let that string slip. It works pretty good. I hate tying them. You hate tying them? Well, you don't think it looks natural as well, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't like the round stakes, which I don't win a lot of stakes, of course. But, <laughs> but you've done fairly well. Yeah, I like it to look more like a, a ribeye that you'd get in a in a store, but or I mean in a restaurant. But, yeah. Um, so do you like to eat steaks at home? No, not at all. <laughs> do you ever taste them or I like appreciate them? take a bite of them and then I'm like, oh, okay, that was tender. It tastes yeah. fine. Okay, now I don't want any more. But when you go to a restaurant, you're not saying, give me that 20-ounce ribeye? Oh, never. <laughs> you're, not like, you're not like the chicken tenders girl, are you? <laughs> oh, I can't say that. Oh, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with chicken hey, tenders. Hey, I got Michael. He thinks he's a filet man now. Yeah. He goes to a restaurant. I wish he would get chicken tenders. Yeah. It's like, no, uh, I will take the filet, the eight ounce, not the little one. I'm like, oh, son. <laughs> you love it. How are you going to eat <laughs> You go eat the $50 steak? You get the steak plate. <laughs> you need to get on the kids with you. <laughs> Chop steak, chicken tenders, grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that ain't happening with him. He thinks he needs the man steak. What's your what do you think your favorite thing to grill is at home? Probably rack of lamb. That's what I was really? gonna be my guess because I've 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 had the pleasure of trying your lamb before and it's awesome. Thank so you. do you like lamb? I do. I've the first time I did it, I followed your recipe exactly with the herbs and everything. On the green egg, wasn't it? Or, yes, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I did it on the Kong. No, you it, did it, it on the big green was egg. It a big green egg? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It is. If you cook it right, it's really, really good. Lamb's one of my favorites. Like I, I love it. That shells go to like when I when she wants me to make her something special. It's that rack of lamb. That's that's what she requests. So how did you? Your recipes kind of evolved over the years. Your lamb recipe. So how do you do lamb? I do it with like um, the how to barbecue right AP rub, and then I sear it like that, and then I put the Southern Ruckus all purpose rub, which is like a barbecue rub, on top of it because it has sugar in it. And while I'm searing it, I don't want it to burn. So I put it on after I sear it and then TP it and then let it come up to temp. That's it. Yes, ma'am. What, what temperature are you finishing your lamb to? 128, I think, is about what I do it to. So right right, medium rare, I guess. Yes, little, sir. A little over. That's where that's where it's perfect. Mm-hmm. If you go much further than that with lamb, I can't eat it. It starts tasting too sheepy. To <laughs> <laughs> but at rare, medium rare... It it melts in your mouth. It's got a great flavor, but the more done you get lamb, it starts getting the game. It's a. It's, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's a gamey, not it really like a, gamey like venison, but it has it's its own unique flavor. It has its own little wang to yeah. it. I 
I love that wing. You, you know? like it? Yeah. yeah. Like I did when I did those lamb ribs that time. I mean, they were okay, but they tasted way too strong for me. And you liked them. You said, oh, this is the way lamb's supposed to taste. Yeah. <laughs> we actually <laughs> cooked some at Memphis and Made. I don't know. Did you try any of the lamb we did? I don't think there so. Was, um, and it was lamb ribs. It was lamb ribs. And there was something else we cooked that was, we weren't sure what it was. We think it was, it was like, like a shoulder yeah. or neck. <laughs> it was lamb neck. But we had some judges come by, and these were experienced, like Memphis and May, SCA judges. They're the ones that, you know, run stuff. And they were like, this is the this is better than barbecue. Yeah. They thought the lamb was the best thing going. How do we season it? Just AP probably? It was AP and TX. That's yeah. all we put on it. There wasn't any barbecue seasoning. We didn't have anything fancy. We just threw it on there to cook it just to have something to eat. We weren't turning it in. It's like the lamb. Was it the lamb board? Or there yeah. was some lamb folks. It was at Memphis and May. <laughs> and if you wanted to cook lamb, they would give you some different cuts of lamb to cook. And I guess they're just trying to spread the word and get more people cooking lamb. But it was, I mean... Me and those judges okay, were tearing up those yeah, ribs. Yeah, y'all tore them up. <laughs> they they thought they were better than any ribs they were getting. They yeah. had that day. I was like, "There's no way that's even comparison." You got <laughs> perfectly cooked baby back ribs, and you think this old nasty lamb ribs are good? <laughs> they were good. But so now, some chops of, <laughs> or rack, I can get down on that. Speaking of Memphis and May, this was your first Memphis and May oh. to come to. Yes, ma'am. It? Yeah. What'd you think? It was so much fun. I met so many people and so many people that have like inspired me to cook, and I just was able to meet them out there. So that was really cool. And you got to go in pretty much. She got put to work. Yeah, you went in everybody's tent. I did just about. Yeah. So who all? So who all did you get to cook with? I know you got to work on a hog some, right? I did. I mainly stayed with the shed all weekend and helping with them because Miss Brooke and Mister Bride both let me. Just get in there and like they Gave help me Just put they you to put, work. They just put me to work. As soon as I walked in, they just put me to work. And what all did you get to do? Um, I helped them straighten up for when if they made finals, and then I helped them shave the hog and trim a little bit, and then I helped them um put like their pan to get like how they put it on like stuff it around the hog for the presentation side yeah, yeah. on the smoker. So I helped decorate for that. So that That's was really awesome. cool. So you got to see firsthand. Yeah. What I mean, the shed's a big. They've won Memphis and May Hog. I know Grand Champion twice. I think. Yeah. That's a. They're a huge team at Memphis and May to get to jump in there with them and get behind the scenes and do all that. Yeah, was, that the, awesome. was that the first hog you've worked on? It was the second. The first one I did was at um, Mark Lambert's whole hog last November. Yeah. Oh, we cooked them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to help. Was it Marcio? Uh, Scott or, and Carol, so, line okay. guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They were cooking at Galax with Scott. Scott. They won hog. Won, they won the grand championship. Yeah, they did with hog. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn yeah. really good in state. She did good in state. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she was second. She was or up third. There. Yeah, someone else in their crew was first one, out yeah, there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, they had a great weekend. Yeah, final and shoulder too. Grand champion, the grand champion NBN. Yeah. yeah. So besides grilling and cooking ancillaries, do you cook at home in the kitchen? I do. We just did a mac and cheese or like Ooh. a. Homemade, like a homemade sauce for mac and cheese. We still did the noodles out of the box, but just the homemade <laughs> mac and cheese sauce. So it it was really good. That's one of our favorites to do in the kitchen. So like you made a roux and added the cheese and stuff. How do you do yes, yours? Ma'am. We did, I don't know, 100% sure. We did <laughs> film it, but I was still super confused during it. But I know we made like the roux and then did it, like added all the heavy whipping cream and the milk and all that. And then we had like a cheddar cheese, a smoked Gouda and... One other kind of cheese that was like a three-year-age cheese or something. Yeah. I don't really know what all kinds of cheeses there were. I think smoked Gouda belongs in macaroni and cheese. Like, <laughs> it is really good. It turned out cheese. really good with that what, cheese. What kind of noodles did y'all use? Um, it was like the spiral noodles. Yep. So Like Kappa Larry, you know? Kappa Tappy. Kappa oh. Tappy, yeah. I think. Those are, those are one of your favorite noodles. Yeah. When I do a pasta I, I like salad. that, and I like the bigger... Corkscrew tubes, too. I don't know what that one's called. That's what we're talking about. Oh, is that about? it? Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I don't know the names of them either. I just <laughs> I know That's elbow good. macaroni and fettuccine and spaghetti. spaghetti and, yeah, they just got a bite to them. Like they yeah. like when they cook, like yes. they're like the perfect al dente. Yeah, it keeps. That's what I like about it. Shell does a. Uh, it's like a tomato, sun dried tomato, Mediterranean Tuscan Tuscan Tuscan, Tuscan pasta, pasta salad, salad with spinach. And it has those same. Yeah. Doesn't it have like a 
chunks of pepperoni or salami in it. It doesn't have any meat in it. Oh, it's I mean, you could tomatoes. add it. You could throw it in it's there. Good. Yeah. Really good. I don't even know. Where'd you get that recipe? Was that some stolen? Um, the Croker Deli used to sell one. <laughs> oh, you did? This is, this is a knockoff. You said, I got to figure out how to make the Croker Deli well, pasta Well, they quit salad. selling it, so I had to figure it out. I love it. I'll do yeah. it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. It's really better. So do you have any plans for any more seasons? You got the the beef rub. Yes, what, do you, what do you call it? You got you got. Uh, yeah. What are for, your names? You got to say yeah, your names. Yeah, you got to say the names. <laughs> the beef rub is Beauty and the Beef, and the there sweet rub is Riley Sweet Rapture. Awesome, awesome. And your uh, logo and your labels and everything are very like steak princess. <laughs> yes, it, go, it goes. It kind of goes with that. I don't know if we can say Disney. I don't know. I mean, it kind yeah. of goes with that. It's not like <laughs> copying or I don't or anything, but it goes with that theme. I think it goes with the whole princess thing. Yes, yes and that's what's unique about it. Do you think that, um, have you had a lot of little girls come up to you? And I have had a few, yeah. and it's really cool to see because I've never thought of myself like that I would have like younger kids looking up to me like yeah, that or that coming awesome. up to me like that. Yeah. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah, I I, I think you'll get more. <laughs> I, really I hope do. so. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're doing good. Heck yeah, um, you think you're the youngest person to have your own line of rubs? I didn't get mine until I was like in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> You got Have a 15 you, do you year know if you are? Do you know if there's anybody that's younger than you that has a line of rubs? I don't know for sure. Yeah. I think I might be the youngest, but don't count me on that because I really have no clue. I can't think of anybody. Maybe you definitely got to be the youngest that has their own brand, their own rubs. It's out cooking and winning contests. Yeah. In the barbecue top market. Top 10 in, sure. a, in, in, yeah. a, in a points race in a major circuit. I mean, got to be the longest. That's got to feel good. Yes, sir. It does. What do you, how do you think if somebody wants, like a parents out there wanting to get their kids more involved in cooking, do you have any suggestions? Um, <laughs> Just start bringing them with you to competitions and just get them used to the field. Like don't make, don't force them to cook yet. Like let them see you do it and let them see like other kids do it. Cause there's been a lot of teenagers cooking in just about every comp every weekend. So just like if the teenager will let you watch them, like let their kid watch them cook. Go do that and just let them watch them because I like that's kind of what helped me with seeing like some gir- females and some younger kids cooking. That just kind of helped me like, oh, wait, I think I can do this. Yeah. So I kind of want to do it, too. Yeah. Did so when your when your parents were cooking, when your dad was out doing barbecue contests, did you do kids contests back then? Or we did didn't you jump? have any. Really? Yeah. Yes. Sir. So that's what you jumped into the. Wanted to cook with the adults just because there wasn't any kids ones, huh? Yes, sir. The only kids queue we had near us was the shed, and it didn't start till 2019. And that was that's still like a five-hour drive from us, so yeah. it's still just— It's hard to find contests with kids' cooks, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you see some, and they're becoming uh, more. I think people are realizing that kids like doing this. So, And you've and got parents. some reality shows that are kid-based that are kids cooking, so definitely into it. But. Yeah. And parents want to bring, you know, you're out there, you're yeah. cooking. It's, it's a hard to find somebody thing. to watch your kids. <laughs> Got to bring them with you. A- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Put them to. I believe in putting them to work. Now. Don't make them just hang out. Don't make them just sit there. Yeah, put them to work. Got to put them to work. Yeah. Did your dad put you to work when you when you used to go, or did he? It depended on how old I was. Sometimes he would just like just sit outside, go find another kid, go play with them. Or yeah. sometimes he was like. You want to wash some dishes or something? <laughs> other than that, I kind of just yeah. sat down outside. There, there used to be a contest that um, the Variety Club in Memphis. Oh, and they did a, a great one. Big kids cook, and every kid would get a bicycle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, that was the first kids cook that I ever remember going. Yeah. You know, Michael was way too young to cook it. You know, he oh, was, we were cooking it before we had him. Yeah, yeah, but they. I always thought that was because it was a. Um, what were they raising money for the Variety Club, which is a children's charity? So that's how they. And they would get all these donations of brand new bicycles. They'd line them up, and every you know, every kid that competed, whether they won or lost, got a new bike. And that was just one of the coolest things. I remember every when you'd be loading out, all the kids would be riding riding their bikes around. <laughs> I don't know how safe that was. <laughs> they was on them new bikes. Um, have have you? Do you help with any kids contest? Or you got anything going like that? You've ever to get other kids involved? Um, we. I have helped a kid cook in Folkston, Georgia, and me and Kaylee Van Doren helped him. 
And he ended up walking fifth out of like awesome. eight or nine kids. So it was really cool. And then not the next weekend, but the following weekend, he ended up doing another kids queue and it was pork chop, which is what we did in Folkston. And he ended up winning it. Yeah. So that yeah. was really cool. So and y'all were instrumental. He, he would, mm, I think he's like nine or 10, maybe. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. He's younger. That's about the age when you can really yeah. start. You know, doing it. We, more, we let Michael yeah. enter some, like Southam Springfest has a kids division. And he, when I think you got to be old enough to do some of it. Now, there's nothing, I love kids cooking and I love getting them involved, but I don't like it when they do a kids contest and you got a three year old and, you know, they didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or when the parents, parents do it yeah, all. Yeah, the parents cooked it all. I mean, and that does happen. Uh, I understand it's for the, it is good for the kids, but, you, you know, you want them. You want them to do the majority of it. You so, want them to learn how to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they don't need to do the knife work or start the fire. Oh, yeah. But as far as seasoning the, seasoning the food and turning it on the grill and, you know, helping them arrange it in the box and all that, that's cool. That's all stuff that's great. But I remember um, – You're cooking for your three-year-old and they're winning the contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, I think there needs to be a little bit of an age limit, you know. <laughs> you got to be able to tie your own shoe to cook. you got to have some kind of test, some kind of way. That's a good look, yeah. <laughs> you can't tie two shoes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about Velcro. you got to do the bunny rabbit. <laughs> Round the hole, back through, all that tight, tight. <laughs> That's a good test if you can cook in the kids' cook. I remember the first time that— There might be some 12-year-olds can't do that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I had not tied a shoe in a very long time. All mine are slip on. <laughs> I might have forgotten. Um, but I remember the first time Michael did enter a kids' cook, he did a uh, little sliders. And me and Malcolm were both trying to help him while we were cooking. And then me and Malcolm would start fighting with each other. Because like, it's stressful. And I'm like, Be ca- you know, do this, Michael. And he's saying, do this, Michael. And Michael's getting upset. You don't know what to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, what we learned quick. Only one parent can help. That's how I am. Yeah, if you, got both, if you yeah. got both of them, one on each side of you telling you what to do. It's chaos. I could yeah, do that. It's chaos. Can you imagine? If two people was on the side of you trying to, you know, yell at you and tell you what to do, I realized real quick we'll never do that again. Yeah, no, one, that's one, why. One, that's one, why we went hands off. You want to do kids' science? Fine. Yeah, go do it. Go for it. Yeah, I hope you get your teeth kicked in. You don't need my help. <laughs> Got to learn the way I did. Uh, that's what's fun about it. But now. One of us will help, you know, and, and he's gotten, he's done it so much that, you know, he kind of knows how to, he knows when he needs help and be like, hey, mom, can you grab this? Or, hey, mom, yeah, can you yeah. grab that? Yeah. I'm sure kind of like you. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. You probably help, you get your parents to help do some stuff like that, too. They're kind of your sues, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you put them to work, right? I hope they help me more in ant slay than steak. Yeah, yeah. Steak, yeah. I just push them away. Like steak, I'm like, y'all are on y'all's own. I'm on <laughs> yeah. my own. Y'all are good. <laughs> do you do the fire and everything? You, yes, sir. Yeah, awesome. I've got Michael. He can do his own fire now. I, he, he goes and fires it up for me at home a lot of times. He's a, yeah. <laughs> I trust him with the aim of flame, not inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I heard you might be competing in the World Food Championships. Is that true? Yes, ma'am. I qualified for seafood, and I'm. We're not sure if we're going yet, just because. Stress levels for me. <laughs> I just know I'll get like really anxious, and I don't want to like in my first year i have seen dad cook it and y'all cook it before but i just don't know if i'd be able to handle it just like the first year what, it's tough now what'd you do to win go back back up. how'd you get a seafood That's what <laughs> yeah. I wanna know. um we were at a bama q competition in warrior alabama and their ancillaries were anything with shrimp and anything grilled cheese and i won anything with grilled cheese and anything with shrimp you won both of them yes sir wow and the anything with shrimp, they ended up providing a World Foods golden ticket. So I ended up being able to qualify for World That's Foods. That's a tough category. It always fills up fast. I mean, it's full of some shrimp chefs that cook seafood every single day. That's their job. We cooked in seafood there the last yeah. time we went, and it was tough. Yeah. Real I, tough. I love World Foods. I like being in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Have you ever cooked in the kitchen, or you just watched? I just watched cook? Dad cook yeah. that one year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but it's you're right. (laughs) Go for it. Go Go while you can. You may never get another shot. So if you got the opportunity, I would say go for it. Go for it. But did you have a state golden ticket too? Um, I got one the the last weekend of June is when I got a golden ticket for state. Great, great. So are you going to compete in the world state cook off? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, they'll definitely, I hope they pull me out of school for that one. That one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you still got school. Yeah. <laughs> that's now, what folks don't know, that's the SEA World Championship. Yeah. That's where 
all the winners come to usually Fort Worth, Texas, and cook against all the best steak cooks in the world. To get the world champion yeah. steak cooker, yeah. That would you've be been, a, have you awesome. cooked in that one before? My first like, year cooking was last year. Okay. How'd you do? I was 20th in my group that's on good. the first yeah, day. Yeah, that's so it wasn't awesome. horrible for yeah. my first year. How, at what point do you move on? Is it top 10 and each group moves on to the final round? I think it is yeah. top 10. Yes, ma'am. Either that's, Yeah, top, top 10. Five or top 10. And there's yeah. hundreds of, you're competing against oh, yeah. hundreds of. There is. Yeah. There's what? like six different groups of like 50 yeah. or 60 teams. There was 300, I think, last yeah. time, wasn't it? I think so. It was so. huge. It was huge. And I also heard a rumor you might be on Bama Q. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> the show. Yes, ma'am. So, How's that going? It's been a lot of fun. I've been. It's been really interesting to learn the ways they film things and do stuff like that. Yeah. Is it? Is it tough? I mean, I know what it's like being behind the camera when Shell's holding it and Tyler's holding it. <laughs> it is tough. I mean, it is a little nerve wracking, yeah. especially being like by myself because mom and dad they hate being on camera, so they always walk away. So I'm kind of just <laughs> like, oh gosh, okay. It's, it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> now I know you've done some video stuff. Is your dad? I think is is Russell. Recording those as he set up and do the camera and editing and all that for you? Yes, sir. I have no clue how to edit anything, so Dad <laughs> always does all that. I'll tell you what, if you can figure that out, man, you'd be on to something. <laughs> something about those YouTube videos. People like them. How, um, so how many have you made, do you know? Um, Only a few because we've been out of town like every weekend, yeah. so we haven't been able to film as much. But we have like three or four in the works right now that Dad's Good. working so on editing. Still planning on doing some more and keeping that going. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, is competitions going to start slowing down now that now that school started? I hope not, <laughs> but <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to talk about before we wrapped up was you have that contest coming up in Alabama, right? Yes, ma'am. Tell us all about it. Um. So October. 22nd and 23rd, I'm pretty sure, um, is is um, a contest in Seams, Alabama. And on the Friday night before the cook, the like SCA cook on Friday night, I'm doing a kids class around like 1 or 1.30. Um, just a kids state class. We're letting all the kids come in and do it. And then Saturday, they're having a kids state competition, and full, I'm sponsoring like, it. Full-blown ribeye cook-off for kids? Yes, sir. I've never seen that. Most of the time, it's a pork chop or yeah. chicken legs or something. Hamburger. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. I think it is steak that they already That's doing. great. That's great. And you're going to teach the class? Yes, Show sir. them how to do it? That's really good. How many kids do you all expect to have at that contest? I don't know for sure. I know last year he did burger, and he had about – eight or nine so we're hoping we get a better turnout this year because we've really been trying to push the contest and get more and more people out there so we're hoping there's going to be a few kids i love that you're you know really trying to get these kids cooks going that's that's great yeah that's really that's cool it's been a lot of fun what so classes you've done you've done some classes before right i've done me and dad have done a state class a few it was might have been like two years ago this month that we did one and we had about five people there yeah so it was a lot of fun doing it i had a lot of fun and you've done some demo work right with green egg i think yes sir um the big green egg fest down in north florida i've done a demo there for the past two years i think i've always wanted to go to one of those green egg fests they look so they look like they're so much fun they are they're a blast are they as much fun as memphis and may probably not but (laughs) they're they're pretty close yeah yeah. what all they did you like get to come up with what you want to cook or do they tell you what you're gonna cook um he usually lets me like i ask him if he has a preference of what he wants me to cook so that way i'm not like just going out there and cooking something like completely random so the first year i think i did do rack of lamb and then the second year i did steak or vice versa i don't remember which way but i have done rack of lamb and steak out there and and you handed out uh, handed out samples and all the full-blown stuff at it yes sir that's a lot of work i've done that that's a lot of work I pulled that up. It's the Down South Grill Fest, right? Yes, ma'am. It's October 23rd. Okay. Seams, Alabama. Seams, Alabama. Not too far from Mobile. It's about 20 minutes outside of Mobile, I think. That'd be a good one. If, you got, if you're got, if you in the area, Is it you a got a kid. steak cook-off and mm-hmm. kids queue? And it's yes, a lady. Sir. A ladies they, cook. They do a lady, all ladies queue. And um, that contest was a lot of fun last year. Is that the one where you won Two contests in one weekend there? Yes, sir. Well, so that was awesome. Tell tell us tell everybody about that. <laughs> that I don't know. I don't know anybody else has done that. 
Um, so they had two cooks, and one of them was a ladies' queue, and it was all ladies. And there's only about 12 in there because there weren't many ladies there. But I ended up winning that one, and I had no clue. Like, I hated my steak. So I was like, I wasn't expecting anything. I was sitting in the chair watching football because it was football season, so I got to get my priorities. So I was, like, watching <laughs> football. And all of a sudden, I heard my number called, and I was like, there's no way. So I went up there, and I was, you know, told them who I was. And then um, they were calling top 10 for the regular steak, and I was on the phone with my grandparents when they called like third or second and my mom's like where's your ticket I was like uh it's still in the chair I don't even have it because I was like I already won I don't need anything else I'm fine and mom was like well go get it and bring it to me so she was holding it and she was like no way you just won it and I was like there's no way like it can't be and I ended up winning it (laughs) so you won the ladies queue and then you won the the, main event the main main SCA you walked away with some money that weekend (laughs) yes sir I did that was was nice did they have ancillary there too or um I think so, but I don't think I did the ancillary that uh, one. So, are you cooking? I know you're gonna, you know, teach the kids class and help sponsor the kids queue. Are you cooking in the ladies event and the main event? I think so. I think yeah. I am. Um, it'll be a busy day that day, but yeah. I am gonna try and cook it just because it's a really, really fun competition. Cool. Well, that's great. Well, Riley, we are very glad that you came on. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Uh, it was yeah. a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah. We're going to keep watching, and I can't wait to— We're pulling for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. where you go from for here. For sure. you've got such an amazing platform. Oh, we didn't ask her if she had any new rubs been in the works. That oh, yeah. questions, yeah. Because yeah. I've heard rumors that you got some new, not just barbecue-type stuff. What is it? What, what do you got going on? I do. I have three in the works right now. Two we're working on finalizing recently. Um, it's going to be a Cajun in the Southwest, so they're really, really good on tacos and trying them out this weekend, so we're seeing them how they do. <laughs> But they're, they actually are really, really good. And none of my rubs are, like, too salty or anything for a lot of people that don't like salt. So I kind of, like, stick to the lower end of salt. Well, that's good. And you have really good rubs. So Thank if you. So y'all are interested. Looking forward. Yeah. We're going to have some here uh, at the shop. I hope you brought some. As I told you, Dad, we wanted to buy some to, 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 <laughs> to, to put, put on the shelf. shelf. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You might even see me do a recipe. one of your uh, recipes coming up. Oh, I was going to ask you that. I, had, I keep. I know we're running out of time, but so if if you have one recipe that you suggest people try that you do using your rubs, what would it be? It could be anything. Yeah, it could be, be competition. Well, yeah, it don't have to be competition. It could be anything you want to cook on a grill. Um, one of my favorites is probably tri tip with the beef rub. Okay, it's really it's like I love tacos. I love queso. I love Mexican food. So I'm like. Let's do something with tacos. So I did a tri-tip, and it's really, really Using good. Using the beauty and the beef. Is that the only thing you put on it? Yes, sir. All right. Well, it might be coming up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tri-tip taco sounds good to me. I like uh, tri-tip. It's real beefy. Yeah, it's I one of my make a quick queso, so. yes, do a beauty and the beef tri-tip. And then make some tacos with it. Don't that sound like a good recipe? I'm down. <laughs> Sounds good. It's about lunch. It's getting lunch yeah. time. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Riley, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, follow you. Instagram is steak underscore princess. TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube is all steak princess barbecue. So they're all pretty natural. BBQ or? BBQ, yes, ma'am. Good. Good. Y'all give her a follow and look for Riley Riley out on the steak trail. If you're out in her steak contest, she may be there kicking butt. (laughs) (laughs) Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. All right. Well, Tyler, we're done, man. We go. We go. <laughs> <laughs>